0: It's time for a little something. I forget. Mm -hmm. My notes say I'm Professor Robert E.G. Black, and I'm here with James Anderson from She's All That Minute, and it's time to discuss Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. They're erasing me, and I have no memory of any of this. (laughs) I find that charming. Aren't you nice?
1: (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, Austin pointed out last week that my three movies are basically a decade apart, but in the wrong order because I put the earliest one in the middle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It should be Groundhog Day, Eternal Sunshine, Ex Machina. But I don't think I said this last week. I specifically put Groundhog Day in the middle. So it would be on Wednesday next week as we're recording this because Groundhog Day is on Wednesday.
1: Love that. That was the whole reason. That is thinking ahead, and we we applaud that here. We 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 reward that. Very good.
0: But as he pointed out, now I have to find a movie in the next couple years to do a new show on these same themes. I'm like, okay, someone better make one. Interesting, (laughs) because it's what 93, 2004, and then was 2014, I think. Right. So you have
1: till like 2024, 2025. Mm -hmm. So next couple years, you got some time. Yeah. Hear that, directors.
0: Right when I'm finishing these, I'll have to just something new. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like a postscript.
0: Yeah. Now it's a tetralogy. <laughs> when did you first see this one?
1: I'm pretty sure I saw this in, I, I was in college in 2004. Mm. So there's no way I didn't go see this with my friends. And this is like, go see this in college level of like, whoa, there's what going on? <laughs> What's happened? Like, it's such, at least when I was in college, there all the movies I liked we're right before I went to college fight club came out. Mm. And so then all the movies I liked for the next like seven or eight years, I was like, yeah, but what's the thing where I'm like,
0: what?
1: Yeah. And this is one of them, which for,
0: there was a good string in those few years.
1: For sure. For sure. Before M Knight lost his way. There was a, a, a couple of good things from him.
0: You mean the end credits of six cents. <laughs> That's when he lost his way. Right.
1: <laughs> I like signs.
0: <laughs> signs was fine. The first time when I watch it now, I'm like, this is so silly. Uh, same with unbreakable it's like i like it but also you don't understand anything about comic books or superheroes maybe that was my problems or anything i got to the end and
1: i was like what was that movie about yeah and maybe it's because i was expecting a comic book level arc and it was not that no i was so happy and relieved i didn't watch them but when it turned out like this was the first movie in a series it turns out or whatever
0: retroactively.
1: I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Fine. Because that movie felt incomplete to me. So,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I have a lot of problems with split, especially the way he deals with, you know, split personalities. Sure. Sure. But yeah. the performance wonderful. Yeah. And then glass does make it feel like a complete story, mm-hmm. even though now it's setting up something else.
1: <laughs> Maybe he does understand how it looks now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you finally got it.
0: You have to set up Perfect. a movie that you don't even necessarily intend to make. Just do it anyway.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Every minor character, they have their own spinoff now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, That's where the money is. <laughs> So, yeah, I have memories of watching this super, super super duper tired, which I would contend is the best state of mind to be watching this movie in. Not falling asleep, just exhausted.
0: You're going to get lost if you fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. But you need to be in its level. Just
1: experience it. If it makes you feel like you've imagined something just disappeared, but it didn't, you're in the sweet spot. Keep watching.
0: (laughs) 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 Especially toward the end when literally things disappear on screen.
1: Right. Oh, that's my... Oh, God. So it gives me chills because it makes me... Memory is a big thing that I hold on to, you know, I'm a podcaster. So clearly that's obviously one of my obsessions is like recording conversations. So I don't forget them, but like, it's upsetting when stuff starts disappearing. I'm like, Oh no, these are my, all my worst nightmares. Like I know my disc man (laughs) disappeared.
0: Yeah. It's like people use Snapchat and I'm like, wait, you purposely are putting something on the internet that's going to disappear. Yeah. Why? That's not what the internet's for.
1: I can appreciate <laughs> ephemerality, but not as a day-to-day thing. Like, I can't.
0: Well, right. I mean, I watch Groundhog Day. I understand and appreciate like sure. mandala art, you know, sand things and right. ice sculpture. Yeah,
1: but I don't want it for my social media app. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Lord. I
0: can't eventually find the tweet I sent out eight years ago, right. the internet has failed.
1: Now that it's relevant again, I need to find that tweet.
0: It's like my website has been in the same location on Angel Fire since 1999.
1: Wow, that's impressive.
0: I have a proper com for it now. Yeah, yeah but, but wow. it's still there. It's still at that space. Yeah. But what's great is on like Internet Archive or something, I found what it looked like in April of 99, which was when uh, Columbine happened.
1: Uh, yep.
0: And I wrote a whole thing on my website about Columbine mm. and I found that I'm like, that is so cool. But that's still wow. out there. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's not on my website anymore. I didn't keep that. Yeah.
1: I keep thinking that my live journal is going to come down one day and it <laughs> still hasn't. So
0: it's like my blog. I'm like, Blogger changed their <laughs> format. I don't use it anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, I almost need to move all my blog entries somewhere else if I can.
1: I still release a podcast that I put up on my blog on Blogger occasionally, very, very occasionally. Actually, this with 2022, I actually ended that podcast unofficially. (laughs) But yeah, I still have that. But I go there so not often that I'm like, I'm like finding it's like they've changed this store. I don't know where anything is anymore. Where's my.
0: (laughs) But the only time I even sign in is when I get a spam comment because then I just go in to delete it. Absolutely
1: hopefully it's going to be a real note not this time either i do have Ugh.
0: the text of all of the entries i wrote mm. on my computer oh perfect and in dropbox but how they appeared on there with like photos in the middle and everything where i put it absolutely it's just all there yeah
1: and i can still access what song i was listening to and what mood i was in so like nice. live journal is continuing to be paying off
0: <laughs> yikes i just have to remember which was fun in my blog where i think of a movie and i'm like. So I know I saw that opening weekend and I think I saw it at the man three in Hastings ranch, which means I probably got nachos because their nachos were really good. (laughs) Just like put it together. I love that. I think what game did I play in the lobby? Your own oral history. (laughs) exactly. Depending on which theater it was, I can guess. Ah, Love that. But we're talking about eternal sunshine, which really, that's what we're talking about. It's about memory. It's about, you know, Mm -hmm. who you are when your memory is altered. Memories from the corner of your mind. What happens if I forget these movies? yeah. Exactly. Memories. Like a corner of my mind. Misty water called her memories of the way we were. Scattered pictures. That actually occurred to me just today. I'm like, if I had like a stroke and then couldn't remember things, I could go read my blog and figure out a lot about who I was. Yeah. It's like that, uh, that Harrison Ford movie. Regarding Henry. Yeah. he gets shot and has to figure out who he was. I'm so
1: pleased with my brain right now.
0: Yes. I'm, I am too. <laughs> in that case. Because all I could think was Ritz crackers. And I'm like, that's not the title.
1: It's just the subject matter. That's just um, the, the,
0: yeah. <laughs> subject
1: matter. Um, that's the fugitive. So. My fear? Here's my fear. Well, Ex Machina, by the way, one of my fears that I blew my co-host mind the other day with was uh, how do you know everyone that you know isn't a robot? Mm, Yeah. Just a really, really advanced robot. And he was like, wait a minute. And I'm like, yeah, well, good night. So the Ex Machina was was that for me. This is if you forgot key stuff, but you didn't remember you forgot it. What does that mean? Like, what if you forgot about the movie that you, you know, whatever movie you're thinking of, but you don't realize it. Oh, that gives me chills. I hate it so much.
0: I've been watching Archive 81 on Netflix and the woman who plays Cassandra, I'm like, she was in something I've seen. And I'm looking down her IMDb and I'm like, I've never seen any of this stuff. Who is this woman? Yeah. Why do I know her face? And I don't understand it. Yeah. It's like I saw something she was in in the future and I just remembered it early.
1: Well, we were watching something and my wife's like, I I know that guy. And I went and I was like, no, he was in one episode of the show you watched. There's no way you're remembering from that. I was like, he looks like Steve from Stranger Things. She's like, yep, that's it. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> that's what I'm like. It's like,
0: maybe it's just the combo of the red hair sticking up on an old woman yeah. with the bright red lipstick. And it's just a similar vibe. Yeah. Not the same woman. And I'm like, I still don't know what that was in, though, because now I have no way to reference that. Right. Right. Until I just right. remember.
1: Yeah. It's like not knowing the name of certain orchestral pieces that don't have lyrics. It's like, how do I search that?
0: Mm hmm. I had that in. Back when I was in college, the first time I would wake up to radio coming on in my room mm-hmm. and I would set a tape to record the part as I'm like barely waking up. I'd listen to that tape on the way home from school. Love it. And one time they were playing this song and it was just a guitar solo. I'm pretty sure it was Gary Hoey, but I never figured out what song it was. Oh my and I God. loved it. And I had it on this cassette for years. I'm like, I'm keeping that one recording of part of the song. Unfortunately, I don't have that tape anymore, or I could oh put it God. into the internet and probably find it.
1: Yeah. That's my guitar solo. Oh, my gosh.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did your guitar solo play on the Mark and Brian show in 1994? He's like, yes. You're like, oh, my
1: God. What Did you check notes or just
0: <laughs> Mary Lou Henner? Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> so they are still on the train. Mm. So we're getting a little of the, as you said, these three minutes this week are the same. It's people talking yep. and one doesn't necessarily want to be there. Yep. Yep. But Joel is trying to be nice. You know, I just, you seem nice. So, and she gets offended, of course. Oh, now I'm nice. Oh God. Don't you know any other adjectives? And I love that as she says this, as she is reacting with anger to him, she moves from her seat to his yeah. and sits next to him. Yeah. Like, what? okay, Nathan, get off hey. the bed. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) Well, that's going to make what I'm
1: about to say seem both predictable from Tuesday's episode and also insight into my whole thing. This is the kind of woman that I fell in love with in high school and college. Oh yeah. Until I met my wife who is not anything like this because I learned my lesson, but like just this side of manic slash maybe towing the line of like, I'm mad at you. I'm not mad at you anymore. I'm mad at you again. I'm moving closer. I'm pulling away oh my God, catnip. And I don't like that about myself.
0: We've talked about Manic Pixie, dream girls and all that on this show already. That's fine. Sure. I think, was that a conversation I had off the air or was it in my episodes with my wife just like two weeks ago? I don't remember if it was our conversation off the recording or on the recording. Maybe
1: both.
0: (laughs) She was talking about how so many movies, the setup for the male-female role is he is essentially autistic and she has ADHD. I mean- fair enough. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, because the screenwriters are all a bunch of autistic freaks and they're really into women that make their lives exciting.
1: Well, and it's the hyperbole of of the Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Uh, it's all romantic comedies of a certain genre are just what if Sadie Hawkins dance, but a full movie. <laughs> I, please ask me. Yeah. Please pursue me, please. Now, her character in this is not, a, I, I would contend is not a manic pixie dream girl because dream, no, 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 I, this is not, this is like a nightmare. Like this is like.
0: <laughs> that's still a dream.
1: <laughs> a pixie, I guess. I'm sure that there are old fairy tales where it was like the pixies would trick travelers and they'd starve to death or whatever. This is her. She's like sirens. Yeah, yeah exactly. Manic sirens, nightmare girl. Yeah. I think that's, that's more of a, more of what I'm thinking. We'll update it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Dear TV Why would I write them a letter? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Just edit the page. (laughs) The look on his face is the same as the look on Caleb's face, which is I want to be nice. Right. Because I'm nice. And I'm sorry, all I can think of is the word nice now, but I'm not wanting to engage. I'm not even wanting to be in the same space as you. You are taking up so much space.
0: And now she's sitting on his seat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, in the original script, she offers other adjectives. She says there's careless and snotty and overbearing and argumentative mumpish which I love the word mumpish. Ooh, that's a good one <laughs> and then regarding nice she says just don't think nice is a particularly interesting thing to be what is nice anyway I mean besides an adjective I guess it can be an adverb sort of it doesn't reveal anything nice is pandering cowardly and life is more interesting than that or should be yeah. Jesus God I hope it is someday <laughs> <laughs> and none of that made it in the film and I'm like I love that Oh, call it cowardly the
1: concept of someday in this movie is chilling <laughs> like yeah unimagined future when you
0: Well, and she's actively taking it away. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll do it again.
1: Exactly. And over and over and over. Oh, my God. See, and the train is really funny. I'm sure you talked about this already. What? The train for a thing that is on a fixed path, but it goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. Like
0: and for filming, they just did the same route over and over. Yeah. They filmed it on a train just driving.
1: It was pointed out to me that what's the Big Bang Theory? They just changed the number on the stair and they just did you going down the stairs over. and Oh, yeah. They do it in all, all sorts of movies. But like now I'm like. Oh, no. Now I can't not see that. I think it's funny because you see he's intrigued and attracted, but he's also terrified. Yeah. Which is a fun meet cute, meet scare. He's
0: wishing he went to work. Yeah.
1: The only other thing I have is that she, he's wearing the beanie, which in my imagination covered all of his hair, but it doesn't cover like his sideburns, right? She doesn't have any head covering and she has the blue hair with the roots showing. Yeah. And I think that is incredibly symbolic for their whole personalities. She is putting herself out there, manufactured and the cracks in between. Mm-hmm. He is trying to cover up as much of himself as possible, like but failing, but failing. Right. Exactly. Because he can't cover it all up. And he ends up looking so much more awkward and drawing more attention to himself by doing that.
0: Right. And then he's just dressed for work, too. So it just looks yeah. he looks out of place next to her.
1: I think I have that orange hoodie, by the way. Nice. I'm pretty sure. Pretty proud of it. It's not very warm. <laughs> it's incredibly thin. So I hope hers was a lot thicker.
0: Well, she also has uh, like fingerless gloves underneath the sleeves. Don't know what shirt she's got. So she's she's prepared for the cold. Unlike him.
1: What's the. I'm so sorry. There's a movie that I only saw on Advertising Comedy Central, Jeff Bridges and someone, and she like steals his car.
0: And does what?
1: And then they fall in love. No, no, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels. Hold on, I'm going to look it up real quick. It's, I'm so sorry. It, it's, it's, I feel like it's, the, tr- it's the, the first of the trope, Something Wild. It's uh, Melanie Griffith.
0: Oh, Okay. And I saw that a long time ago.
1: Yeah. I'm I, again, like in probably late nineties on comedy central, having been a decade earlier or whatever, we want our male heroes to be successful, but nondescript businessmen and our female love interests to basically be criminals. Yeah. Like, I guess that's the manic part is you want them to be like, I have stolen this car. Let's go. Oh, but I'm so high, strung and tight and don't want to whatever. Oh, but come on, live a little, and then you fall in love, and <laughs> what you bring to her life is judgment, I guess, yep. and what she brings to your life is fun.
0: See, ideally, she will make your life more fun, and you will keep her from doing anything too illegal or dangerous. Right.
1: Right. Why don't you get a little dirty? You will clean, and somewhere in the middle, I don't know, you'll figure it
0: out. But since it's a self-contained story that's not going to go well.
1: Right. Right. And that's why we have epilogues, mm-hmm. love an epilogue. Ugh. I love this because I've been, mm, when you are an extrovert, like I am, but meeting new people that you are attracted to, that you don't want to show that off, it right away. <laughs> so you draw into yourself and then they peg you as a introvert or quiet or shy And then they get to know you and you are not that. And you are outspoken and loud and have a temper. (laughs) It's the most devastating thing for both people. And I hate it. (laughs) It goes both ways. I've I've seen it go both ways. But like when I feel someone realize that I am me and not shy James, shy, quiet James, who just smiles and sort of like giggles a little bit. Like, that's the test. That's the litmus test for, is this going to last? Even just as a friendship, when I just start babbling on as I'm now realizing I'm doing, yeah. that's when it's like, this is James.
0: My problem's sort of the opposite. I'm the introvert that might stare a little too much. <laughs> but if you get to know me, I also might insult you because that's like my love language.
1: Right, is right. Love, sarcasm. Love that love language. Very good. <laughs> now, it, hey, in, hey, sarcasm. Nice love language. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's the shirt. <laughs> Thank you. I've been trying to work on my sarcasm love language shirt for a while. And oh, uh, I had a sarcasm. It beats killing people. Oh, is fair. a good one in the script. There's a conductor checking their tickets during this conversation, mm. which of course she has to dump out her whole purse to find her ticket. Right. Joel has his ready to go. Right. But also when she dumps out her bag, we find out the book she was reading and it's in the script. In the original script, she's reading a book called The Play, which is a collection of short stories by Stephen Dixon. Okay. The title story is about a guy with writer's block, but there's also a story about a 45-year-old who quits his menial restaurant job. And there was a great quote where he says, maybe that's what was wrong with me all these 20, 25 years. I never once lost control, which I thought was nice.
1: Didn't meet a criminal yet.
0: Yeah. In the shooting script, they changed it to the book The Red Right Hand by Joel Townsley Rogers. So Joel, nice on the nose. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just got a copy of the plot synopsis here because it was interesting. After the death of Inez saint Herme, Dr. Henry Riddle retraces the man's final moments, searching for the moment of his fatal misstep. Was it when he and his bride-to-be first set out to elope in Vermont? Or did his deadly error occur later? Perhaps when they picked up the terrifying sharp-toothed hitchhiker? Or when the three stopped at dead bridegroom's pond for a picnic? As he searches for answers... Riddle discovers a series of bizarre coincidences that leave him questioning his sanity and his innocence. After all, he too walked those wild, deserted roads the night of the murder, stranded and struggling to get home to New York City. The more he reflects, his own memories become increasingly uncertain, arresting him with nightmarish intensity and veering into the irrational territory of pure terror. That is, until an utterly satisfying solution emerges from the depths Logical enough to send the reader back through the narrative to see the clues they missed.
1: That dude is totally the hitchhiker. I'm like, I I want to read this book. (laughs) That dude is the hitchhiker. Check the sharpness of that man's teeth. That guy is the hitchhiker.
0: the This is text that was on the back of a copy of the book. What does that mean? Right. Is he a cannibal?
1: Like, is that like, has he filed his teeth? Why would you pick him up?
0: (laughs) And then go with him to a place called Dead Bridegroom's Pond.
1: And then have a picnic. Yeah, it's not, this isn't normal. Are you the food? Like,
0: oh, man, Like, who was murdered? What happened? I don't know. And I want to know. I want to read this book. Mm.
1: Yeah, I got to know.
0: But yeah, in the in the film, she just keeps talking, says, I don't need nice. I don't need myself to be it. And I don't need anybody else to be it at me, which is a good line.
1: That is a good line.
0: He just says, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and we get shot of the train from outside, which I thought was interesting because it's something mm-hmm. moving along with the train. Right. And then. We come back to the conversation and it's off screen first. And then from behind, which means I think they edited the dialogue and the scene to fit a different version of the conversation. Right. She says, Joel, it's Joel, right? Uh, yes. I'm sorry. I yelled at you. I'm a little out of sorts today. And she has a big exhale and they get this nice angle of the two of them on the seat. And then I get distracted because they pass a building that clearly says Hadell technical center. There is no Hadell technical center anywhere. I read somewhere where they filmed this, like they filmed it on a specific train and a specific stretch of road and just went back and forth. Hmm. And then I looked this up and I'm like, that doesn't exist. That's not a thing. It never was. Love that. And it's like this movie was filmed in some made up place. Or a place we don't remember. Yeah. Oh, that's it. The internet can't remember it. It had it erased. Exactly. Also in the script, Joel offers a new hair dye name, old yeller. Pretty good. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) And then she keeps talking. My embarrassing admission and we get a shot of the two of them, and he was really uncomfortable as she continues as I really like that you're nice right now. I mean, I, I can't tell from one moment to the next what I'm gonna like, but right now I'm glad you are. Which is a really I'm gonna do it, is a really nice thing to say to someone, mm-hmm. but also who's said in such a bizarre <laughs> way.
1: Well, if I may, yeah, she's Nathaning him. She's <laughs> making herself vulnerable yeah. to draw him out. She came on too this- strong,
0: so she had to get on his seat and bring it down. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
1: She sat on his bed and said, I'm feeling vulnerable here. Let me open up to you by which I mean, open the maw of my gaping dark void and just like swallow you inside. Yeah. And then there's all sorts of warning. I mean, like when I say manic, I mean like bipolar, like she, it feels like, I don't know how I feel one minute to the next, but for right now, I like that you're nice or I like that you feel that way or whatever. What a terrifying thing. Like you
0: know Right. What happens when you don't?
1: Yeah, exactly. I've recently done some therapy. So now I see some more red flags than I would have because I would have been intrigued. Like, oh, how fun. It's like a random number generator for your emotions.
0: <laughs> that's how you want to start a relationship. Randomly. <laughs>
1: but I've found out that that's not great for uh, what's a human interaction <laughs> or fostering meaningful connections. Yeah. So <laughs> like, yeah, when she says that it's like, You can't win if you don't play. She's basically like play the lottery of me Mm -hmm. because right
0: now you're winning
1: or I guess play the play the poker game of me because right now you're winning and who knows maybe you'll keep winning, but maybe not. Yeah, but you definitely won't. He's
0: fine with just getting back to his drawing his journal for the rest of the ride. She's like, we're still on this train. I got to keep trying no matter how that goes. I relate to that. So much.
1: I'm so embarrassed to be like in high school, if I saw someone in the corner, I like to frame it this way because I look like a hero and not just like her. If I <laughs> see someone be quiet and like, I'm like you not as aggressively as that, but like again, like catnip, I'm like, I know that you are cool and funny and great. Let's bring that out of you. Come on. What do we need to do? What jokes can we develop? Like you and me.
0: I got enough energy for both of us, but you need Exa- some.
1: Exactly. As a white man, I like to imagine myself as Jim Carrey in this movie. Like, you know, who who doesn't? But I think I'm far more historically more like her than him. That upsets me (laughs) to to realize. And then I think, oh, I'm like the Nathan and the guy on the stairs and the her all through them. Yeah. And I'm just masking as the other guy all the time because I think that's what is more. It's less invasive. So anyways, enough of I'll get up off the couch.
0: I do podcasts by myself. So I don't even have to talk with people on recordings.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you I did podcasts by myself where I addressed an audience that wasn't listening, which was very, very psychologically damaging. (laughs) Like, you know, hey, just leave a comment. No one
0: leaves comments. Okay cool it was the same with my blog it's like yeah i'm gonna write these things and as soon as i realized hardly anyone's gonna read it yeah and i'm like okay yeah it's all for me
1: exactly and that podcast became i listen to it yeah this is a record for me
0: and maybe someone like me will find it someday
1: sometimes people are like oh, i listen to this that's funny i'm like that's weird that you what yeah. my like, god you don't do that but
0: yeah Ugh. as the minute ends we get the camera pans over to him and then we get a shot of the two of them and he smiles she laughs And he has no idea she's just going to keep talking.
1: (laughs) Watching Jim Carrey do this is is really funny from like a meta perspective. Cause like, it's like watching Robin Williams be quiet and reserved. Like, you know, that given the chance and when they say cut, he is going to explode more Robin Williams than Jim Carrey, perhaps, but like, nevertheless, like seeing him be reserved and hard to draw out feels like Mm -hmm. surreal enough on its own. Like,
0: (laughs) But but it works though. I think because we know for that sure. it's like we want him to come out too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're hoping for this.
1: Because it's like if you took Jim Carrey and erased his memory, would he still be Jim Carrey? Maybe, but he'd have the potential for it. And you just have to sort of rebuild it back up give them all the things and you can't do that, of course, because you can't put step in the same river twice. But right. in this, one of the concepts is, can you build back the same thing? And it's a relationship for the most part, but also, can you build back the same person?
0: Will you want you to? Couldn't? Yeah. If you take away the wrong piece, then maybe you don't have the urge to do all these other things.
1: They're digging around in their computer's hardware and they don't know what they're doing. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, oh, don't do that. What if that's connected to something? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> can't just handle that brain like that it's like jelly Mm -hmm.
1: yeah man these movies uh hey existential trilogy excellent uh excellent name because uh i have to go sit in a dark corner and think for a little bit about who i am and what the world around me is
0: so thanks for having me yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's every time (laughs) and as i'm editing the episode i'm like what am i doing with my life uh, why am i here why am i making more of these yeah it's okay It's not like I've done 18 of these now, 16. I forget. I lost count.
1: (laughs) It's a good use of time. It's a good use of time. He said desperately yelling into the void, please trying to convince. himself." I'd
0: like to think so.
1: Absolutely. There's insight gained. I feel I'm coming out of this conversation a little bit more aware of these movies and how they're connected, a little bit more aware of your place in the world, my place in the world.
0: And listeners, if you exist, I hope you're coming away from this better. Or not, maybe not better, but more of you.
1: Yeah. And if you don't exist, how are you listening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if they don't want to find you anywhere because they don't exist, how can they do that?
1: Well, they certainly shouldn't go to Twitter and find at Unabashed James, because I will definitely not be posting there and retweeting stuff that I, uh, that I am or am not on, you know, given any specific time. Schrodinger's podcast guest appearances. I'm both on and not on the show.
0: Big good name for a show.
1: Yeah. You record the same podcast, but one was with a guest and one was not without a guest. Yeah. Let's see how they're different. Oh, I
0: wanted to do a fight club pilot as a fake thing Uh where I recorded with someone, but then I just removed them. Love that. So it's just half of a conversation. Love
1: that. Very, very much. Or or
0: if the show continued because people wanted to hear it, do that for every episode, but maybe release the two parts separately and they had to figure out how they make sense. Season two is the other, yeah, the other person talking back. You're like, oh, it's starting to make sense now. All of it. I need to buy a second TV. If you play the two episodes next to each other, it'll make perfect sense.
1: <laughs> and that's the podcast that will cover it.
0: Exactly. So thank you for existing and listening. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you, James. Thank you for being here this week. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minute is just one part of an existential trilogy of podcasts. Tune in every Tuesday for Minutia Ex Machina. Every Wednesday for the Groundhog Day Project, minute by minute. And every Thursday for more Eternal Sunshine. This has been a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find links to this and more at lemmingdrops.com. I completely forgot the social media plugs, but just look up Spotless Minute. You'll find me or look up Robert E.G. Black on any social media. You'll find me and you can figure out if I'm actually doing anything on any of them.
1: Or can I occasionally
0: tweet? I occasionally Instagram. I don't touch my Tumblr anymore. I have a TikTok, but I've never posted anything.
1: The modification of the touring test where you have to decide whether the other person exists or not.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been watching way too much catfish lately. So yes, fair enough. I'm like, fair yeah, enough. go figure out if I exist. Chilling. You'll, you will. Figure there's out your, that I property. do. You just might wonder why.
1: <laughs> and there's your existential dread moment yep. for them for the week.
0: <laughs> Alternatively, you can uh, join the Facebook group. Let me drop studio tour or give me money at patreon.com slash lemming drops. Please give me money and i'll make more of these they will be entertaining wait no i am more positive than optimistic they're already entertaining love it we just don't exist
1: (laughs) yep that's it
0: that's the one yeah that's the
1: take i got it